But then I kind of realized like, okay, there's a difference between like shooting for content, like getting in the photographer's way, trying to get your own content versus like utilizing what you're gonna get on the wedding day as the second shooter. So like Kaylee was saying, you're more like to help the, the lead photographer, not for your own marketing purposes. Hey, my name is Sarah and I'm a Western photographer, a business educator, and a marketing nerd. But most of my friends just know me as the crazy horse girl. My journey started when I bought my $800 horse at 14 and that manifested into a business that changed my life. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur and I have made it my mission to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so they can live that small town dream life that they desire while achieving goals bigger than they ever could have imagined. Around here, we cover all things marketing, social media, branding, content creation, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. If you're ready to get to work, learn how to uplevel your business and your life and get a little rowdy too, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. What's up? What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to be here today because today is a very special episode. I have two of my dear friends with me, Yumi and Kaylee. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but these are two amazing photographers that are in my life. They are friends of mine. They are both just like absolutely crushing it. And they are the ones that actually gave me the idea for today's episode. So a few weeks weeks ago, I posted on my Instagram story some questions about second shooters. And I wanted to know different photographers' opinions about this because I feel like this is kind of a, well, I don't know what the word is, not controversial, but there's like a lot of opinions when it comes to second shooters from a lot of different people. And within the photography industry and also on the outside of the photography industry from people that don't fully understand the job of a second shooter and maybe what that is or what they are responsible for doing and so I wanted to open up that conversation and I know Kaylee had posted on her story and asked a bunch of questions as well and she got some very opposing views and so we are going to have an open conversation today this episode is very just conversational and go with the flow type of thing see where the conversation takes us but I will be asking some of the main questions that I posted on my story so you guys will get to hear from other photographers perspectives not just mine but please keep in mind that everything that is in this episode is our own opinions and um this doesn't necessarily mean it's right or it's wrong. It's just what we feel and what we think. Every photographer is different. Every business is different. And you are allowed to run your business however you want. That's the beauty of it. So please, if you don't agree with things we have to say, you're more than welcome to start a conversation with me on Instagram. You can send me a DM if you would like. Uh, but please be respectful of different opinions. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Hey, real quick, are you looking to give your Instagram bio a little upgrade? Your bio's the first thing that people see when they come onto your profile, and since we're limited to the number of words we can put in there, we want to use that space super wisely. Did you know that the average time it takes for someone to decide if they want to stay on your profile or not is less than three seconds? That's seriously hardly any time at all, which means first impressions are everything. But how the heck do you know what to put in there that makes people want to stay for more? 
Don't worry, I got you. I created a free guide that will walk you step-by-step through what to add and remove from your Instagram bio to make sure that you are converting new followers and getting your people in the right place. It's totally free and I'm holding nothing back. You can get your download by heading over to sarahelrod.com slash Instagram. What the heck are you waiting for, friend? Head to sarahelrod.com slash Instagram and click the link. I'm Yumiko. I own Yumiko Tan Photography. I have been taking photos for about five years now, but professionally for about two. Um, Sarah was like my first mentor. Um, I pretty much learned a good like 80 to 90% of everything I know from her. Um, I'm a full-time student, part-time barista, and half part-time, half full-time wedding photographer. My name's Kaylee. I am the owner of Mountain Time Photography. I've been doing photography for a little over a year. Um, I'm located in Gridley, California, and I'm a full-time photographer now. So that's about it. Yay. That's exciting. When did you officially make that leap? Like six months ago. What were you doing before? Did I know that? (laughs) I might've known that. Right before I started doing it. So I was working for Jake's parents, being a farm girl, working in the orchards, just doing random stuff. And, um, I had to quit because I was so busy with photography. And so I kind of just made this my full-time thing. All right. I don't know what I'm doing still. But it's, it's working. Do, does, do any of us know what we're doing though? Really? <laughs> no. We're all on a struggle bus. It's no. Not TikTok audio or the reels audio, whatever. Like, does anybody know what we're supposed <laughs> to be doing? No. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Okay. Well, so today we're obviously talking about second shooting. Um, so Kaylee has kind of started this conversation and she's the reason why we're here. Um, we have posted on our stories some questions about second shooting we realized that there was like this missing I guess a gap in the industry like something people don't talk about a ton is like second shooting and the etiquette behind second shooting but also what second shooting is and um you know I feel like from a bride's perspective not everybody knows or like clients maybe not everybody knows like what that means and like what the job of a second shooter is and then every lead photographer has their own rules and like ideas of what a second shooter should be doing and it's just been interesting I feel like in the past week I've had a ton of really interesting conversations with photographers and non-photographers about different things so and I know you guys have your own experiences with this so um I would love to hear your guys' thoughts like maybe we can start off with just what a second shooter is so do you guys want to like explain what you think a second shooter is or how you would describe a second shooter you want to go first I'll just let you go first on everything because you always have better (laughs) you're talking thanks I don't I don't know that I feel like I always have a better explanation but thanks Kaylee um I I mean, a second shooter obviously like is somebody to help me get different angles and stuff on a wedding day. Um, I've never like had to explain really what a second shooter is to anybody other than like my brides. Um, But I always tell my brides like I don't shoot weddings without a second shooter Um, be for like a number of reasons. I always tell her like it's because they get that second angle. as much as I wish I could be in two different spots at one time, like I can't, um, I haven't mastered that level of magic yet. Um, so it's just for getting all those different angles for like 
capturing things that I'm not seeing because I'm focused on a bride and groom. Um, and then just in case, like, knock on wood, God forbid this ever happens, if something happens to my equipment on the day of a wedding, my second shooters all use the same level of professional equipment um, and are fully capable of taking over. And then God forbid this ever happens and knock on wood that something happens to me before the wedding and I can't be there. My second shooters are again, fully capable of taking over that wedding day and providing the same quality experience for brides. Um, so to me, it's not just like having more pictures and like having that like buddy on the wedding day, but more so like a security reason. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. There's so many different, I feel like there's so many reasons why you have a second. Um, but probably like my biggest one is again, this, the other angles that they get. And then like sometimes timelines are just super tight. And so having a second, if I need my second to go take photos of the grooms, groomsmen, then that's nice to have a second. Um, gosh, there's just so many reasons. Just having a second hand there to help and a second set of eyes to see what's going on in front of you. Cause like sometimes you'll miss like little things and like your second shooter will be there to see those things. So that's kind of nice. Another reason to have a second. I know um, Sarah, like not to like toot my own horn, but Sarah's told me <laughs> in the past, like, Kaylee, kind of what you're touching on about like a second set of eyes, um, like having that second person to kind of in a creative way, kind of change things mm -hmm. up a little bit. Um, Cause I know that I can kind of get into like, I guess almost like a workflow of poses and the way I set things up that I don't really stray from that. And so I've, I've second shot weddings for Sarah and like totally done something different with detail shots. Um, so having that second person there too, who is not under as much pressure on the day of the wedding that can kind of be in that more of a creative headspace um, yeah. to kind of spice things up. No, you're yeah. so right. Like literally, I know, I've, and I've specifically said that to you, Mia, several times because I feel like, and you're right, like you almost get into as the lead, like a workflow, like you said, or mm -hmm. like a routine and you know the poses that everybody loves and that everybody's gonna, it's gonna be good. And you just like go down your list in your brain and then like same thing with detail shots. And it's like, the more you do it, like, you know, if you're not doing, I feel like creative projects on the side for yourself and all you're doing is like client work, it's so easy to just get caught up in that like strict routine yeah. and you lose that like creative edge. And so it's nice to have, like you said, that second set of eyes where they aren't on that same <laughs> level of pressure that day. And like, they might see something from a different angle or, oh, what if we try it this way, you know? And so I definitely have always appreciated that um, about I, a second shooter, but you do a really good job at it. Um, I always feel more creative as a second shooter. And yeah. um, another thing with like, even all of my seconds have always like, I get along really well with all my second shooters. like. I feel like I, I established a relationship before that, before I asked them to be a second shooter for me. Um, so having that person like also relieve a little bit of stress from you on the wedding day, like there's almost like not as much pressure. Um, yes. Because I've always like all of my second shooters have always like been super like taken initiative, been super, super on top of like 
getting things done if I can't do it. So especially like Kaylee, what you were saying when timelines are a little bit like tighter, um, having your second shooter do the groom and groomsman's photos while you do bride and bridesmaids. Yeah. It's just such a stress reliever having a second person there because especially when things are happening super fast, sometimes you might miss a moment and then it's nice to have, know you have someone there getting that moment in case something happens, you know, it's just the biggest stress reliever ever. For sure. So have you guys ever had a bad experience with a second shooter without being like, you don't have to be personal or anything. I'm going to call every single person. I know you're like, let me list their names. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I had, like I, I'm super new to it still. So I've only had two second shooters and I've only been a second once. Yeah. So, so far, so good. I feel like everything's gone super smooth, but I know there, I'm sure something will happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Just a matter of time. I have been on both ends of yeah. this spectrum. I'll be try. I'll try and be like super, super vague about this. Um, I had a wedding and my second shooter, we were still kind of pretty new. Um, both of us were still pretty new to like wedding photography and stuff. Um, and like, I didn't even know that there were supposed to be rules. Um, I was the lead in this situation, but she like tagged the couple, like they followed each other back, like, and it got to the point like where after the wedding, like this bride uh, ended up booking her um for a lot of things and like I no longer talk to this bride like she does she won't talk to me um and it's it's kind of weird there's there was nothing ever like explicitly said or that went down but this bride will now talk to me about how awesome this photographer is and like their photo shoots so that's been like the time that I was like quote-unquote screwed over by a second shooter um which I know will happen like clients are not mine. Like they're not mine forever. I don't own them. Um, so it's, you know, there's not too much that you can do about that situation. Um, but I've also been on the side of messing up as a second shooter. Um, so I, I'm kind of familiar with, with both situations, which is why, like, I feel like this is such an important topic to talk about. Um, cause it just doesn't seem like, cause like all those mistakes are things like, because I didn't know, or because that photographer like didn't know that you were not supposed to do it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I feel like everybody at least at some point will have been on both sides of this spectrum. Like you, you know, that's just life, but, but yeah, like, I mean, even the experiences that I've had where like, it wasn't the greatest where I've had second shooters. I feel like at the end of the day, like it's my own fault for not being clear enough. Like I either didn't have them sign a contract that had my rules, if you will, on it. And I just, you know, gave them the benefit of the doubt. And like, I think, you know, on one hand, like, yeah, I should be able to trust them that they're just going to do what I want. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I didn't enforce it in the same ways that I should have. But, um, you know, like you were saying about the client like leaving ended up booking them for other things down the road or whatever there there's two sides to everything and it's you know I I can see it from both sides where like you said you can't expect clients to book you over and over and over and over again for everything for the rest of their lives but I feel like there's a certain level of integrity as a second shooter like 
you know, they shouldn't be trying to creep in on your clients either. If your clients choose, like decide that they want to go with somebody else for something like that's fine. And I think we all have to just be grownups and understand that that's just how it is sometimes. But I think as a second shooter, you have to have a certain level of integrity to not try to like sweep in on people. And if that's your intention as a second shooter, I think you need to do some soul searching (laughs) a little bit if you're trying to like creep in on other people's already booked clients because there's enough people out in the world for everybody. And so it goes for both ways. Like if your client leaves, you know, if they end up booking with somebody else for other things, again, there's enough people in the world, but at the same time, like if you're a second shooter, there's enough people in the world. Like you shouldn't, that shouldn't be like where you're trying to find clients through somebody that's hiring you to work for them. Cause at the end of the day, like, um, I was just going to say, like, I think that's the biggest thing of like, there is that level of integrity where as it's not saying like, Oh, I own these clients and you can't ever photograph them. They can't ever book you. Like that that's not the case. It's more of like, please don't follow them. Please don't tag them to, in order to mitigate like the chances of that happening. Um, but if it were to happen, like what, like down the road after the wedding and stuff like that, like once their project with me is complete, like then that's a different story. But like Sarah was saying, like, if you're trying to come in here and swoop my clients, like right and that's the that's yeah that's just like more of a heart problem and I think that um you know people like I feel like I've always seen it with maybe photographers that are newer in photography tend because I was this way like when I first started doing weddings and hiring second shooters I had no rules really I was super relaxed of like post whatever whenever like I don't care. And that's what kind of got me in trouble and started because, and then I was a second shooter kind of in the midst of all that. And I would work for photographers that had like really strict rules or, or what I considered really strict. And it's funny because they're kind of the same rules that I have now, but, um, it's like at the time I was like, Oh, this is so unfair. Like that's dumb. Why can't I follow the bride and groom? Why can't I, you know, tag them in things and stuff. But it makes sense now that I've experienced it on both sides. Like after having maybe not so great experiences with my own second shooters, I was like, I understand why they have those rules and like why they put that rule in place. And so I started to like add in more rules and it's, I think it is like um, kind of, again, going back to almost like a heart thing of why you're choosing to be a second shooter, why you're choosing to work for that person. Um, you know, I think a lot of us start out as second shooters because that's like how we get wedding experience. That's how we can learn a flow of the day. And like, if you don't have any wedding content, like it is a good way to get some content. But I think I have a problem when it's just for the content because that's that's where I've seemed to run into the issues is they almost, if you're second shooting and you're making it more about the fact that you want content versus helping the photographer that hired you, I think you're going to run into issues because it shouldn't be about, well, I'm here because I need wedding content because I don't have any. Well, that's not why I hired you. I didn't, I'm not paying you to get wedding content for your own marketing purposes. I'm paying you to work under my business name as a second me. And, you know, 
that, but you know, so I think, and like now as, as a photographer, I book my own weddings and everything. Like anytime I second shoot, I don't even use the photos that I second shoot usually because I just don't need the content. I don't, I have my own yeah. content. And so I just to avoid your own weddings, huh? <laughs> editing all of your own weddings. You right. Don't and, and not to say like, you know, I think you can, and I've second shot really pretty weddings. And so like maybe here and there, I'll post a photo from one just cause they, it was a pretty day, but I don't, you know, I think people shouldn't go into second shooting, shouldn't choose to be a second shooter for content. It should be, if you want to do it for experience and, you know, content can be part of it. But I think when that's like your sole purpose, that's when it starts to be more just about like you and not yeah. what you were hired to do. Do you guys have any like thoughts about that? Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, like you are working for the lead shooter, mm-hmm. like you're there to get the shots that the lead shooter can't. So I know like when I second shot, you don't ever get the good, really like the perfect angles that you want. Cause that's where the lead shooter is going to be. So it's kind of crazy to me that people do go into second shooting expecting just to get content for their Instagram or whatever, because like, that's not the purpose of it. And you're really not going to get like the perfect spot to even get like those perfect shots. Like you're going to get way more creative shots that the sec or the lead shooter doesn't even get. So it just, I see people all the time, like posting and you could tell that they just want a second shoot just to get content for their Instagram because they want to be wedding photographers but it's just I don't know no yeah oh you mean that's really funny but so I feel like okay so as soon as Sarah said like you shouldn't be second shooting for content I was like no um because to me in my head it was like well that's like you know for the experience like and to kind of get that wedding content so that you can kind of like slowly merge yourself into like the wedding industry but then I kind of realized like okay there's a difference between like shooting for content like getting in the photographer's way trying to get your own content versus like utilizing what you're gonna get on the wedding day as the second shooter so like Kaylee was saying um like you're more like to help the the lead photographer not for your own marketing purposes um and like Kaylee was saying you're not gonna get the like number one shot like you're kind of your angles are going to be super different because the lead photographer is getting that perfect shot um from the angle that may seem the best um so I definitely have gone into like second shooting weddings like so that I can get some wedding content but never in the perspective of like I'm here to get the shot that I want you're gonna be in my way but I'm like or I'm gonna be in your way but I don't care Um, so that's like, I feel like those are two totally different like perspectives. And I feel like you can still go into being a second shooter, trying to get content, but having that mindset of I'm here to help the lead shooter at the forefront of your mind. Is forefront a word? word? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, hundred percent. And like, like you both said, you know, it's not, you're not going to get like the best portrait shots of the day because like you'll probably be more off to the side or something like if you're just if you're a second shooter of mine and all you're doing all day is shooting over my shoulder that's not beneficial to me as yeah. the lead because you're not providing me any content that I'm not already getting and I try to keep in mind like you know I don't think there's a problem with like second shooting and part of that being for content because we all had to do that like you know I think that is a huge part of it and I want that for my second shooters that like 
want to get into the wedding industry or, you know, if they need more wedding stuff, I want to give them that opportunity. But like, for me, it's more of like at golden hour when the pressure's off and it's more just like relaxed. I'm like, if you have shots you want, like go for it. Like, you know, you can pose them, whatever you need to do. But when we're like doing all the wedding bridles and things like that, and it's more hectic before the ceremony and stuff, it's like, okay, I need you to be over here doing this or, you know, depending on what the timeline is too. And so I try to cater to them to where it's like, I, I know you need stuff. I, I want to help you. I want you to get what you need too. But at the end of the day, like this is my client. This is my wedding that I, you know, you're working for me under my name today. So at the, at the end of the day, like that is your biggest responsibility as a second shooter is to make sure that you are taking care of your lead photographer and that you're, you're getting them what they need. Um, because, that's just, that's how it is. And, and yeah, I, yeah. Okay. So what do you feel like there's any rules, like rules, guidelines that people have for second shooters that are standard. And then also that you feel like people maybe miss don't understand or like get misunderstood or like people think are unfair or you think are unfair, anything like that. Let's talk about some like rules. I think like the most standard one is obviously Don't post any photos from the wedding until after the lead shooter delivers the full gallery. And then another one is obviously don't tag them. And I kind of, I got explained to this by one of the girl I second shot for. And she was explaining it to me as if, if you tag those people in the photo, then that's on their tagged feed. And if the lead shooter's photos on their tagged feed, it's like two different photos, obviously edited different. And so it's confusing to people looking at it like, wait, which one was the lead shooter? You know, so that was a good explanation of that. Um, I'm still learning all the rules, but I feel like those are the main, the two main ones. And I'm still back and forth with following the bride and groom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would make it a rule. I think it's just common sense not to follow them. Mm-hmm. But if they follow you, then I don't think it's a bad thing to follow them just because you can keep up with their life and stuff. But right. I think it's just be common sense not to go out of your way to follow someone but at the end of the day you're with them the full day mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to you get connected with them too even though you're the second shooter like you're still in those special moments with them and it's hard because like you're like oh you want to like keep along with their life but you don't want to step on anyone's toes <laughs> I realized I said um pigging and I meant piggybacking oh um, so that was cute. Um, <laughs> piggybacking off of like kind of what Kaylee was saying about the two different editing styles. I know a big thing with that is as a lead shooter, I don't want my second second shooter like posting the photos and tagging the client and then the client seeing their editing style and being like, I like all of their photos better. Um, and I know that can probably like by non-photographers probably get taken like in a controversial way. Like, okay, well, what if I do like the second shooter's photos better? It's my wedding day. Like I want my pictures the way I want, which to an extent is like, it's, it's valid. Um, but like the second shooter is there like for those additional angles. And that's also like a different style of shooting, but you booked me for my work and my art and my creative eye. Um, So I think that's where it kind of gets really sticky. And the best way like to avoid that is, you know, telling your second shooters, like, please don't 
tag my clients in in the photos. Um, and I think that's a perfectly reasonable rule. Um, I think like following the bride and groom that can, I'm still like, I think to me, like, I just won't do it just because it can lead to possibly a sticky situation. And I don't find a big enough problem with it to like, I guess, argue with it. Um, and then the only rule that I find, or the only like, I guess, yeah, rule that I find kind of unreasonable is when lead shooters don't let the second shooter like use the photos. Um, I think with certain boundaries, it's perfectly fine to use the photos that you have as a second shooter. Um, as long as you're not like you're following the rules that the lead photographer gives you and not being like deceptive, um, not being deceptive deceptive like or sneaky with it and like pretending that it was your own wedding and like pretending that it was your own client like I think if you're following the rules that the lead shooter gives you um and giving them credit like proper credit and stuff like it should be fine to use the photos that you got from second shooting and so I don't really understand when lead photographers don't let their second shooters um use that content for their portfolio yeah no I mean you guys all said like really good things and I feel like for me, what it all boils down to is just like what their heart is. And sometimes it's hard to know, but you know, like we said earlier, like what are their intentions? Like, why are they doing this? And for me, like, I guess general rule of thumb, like typically with them following the bride and groom isn't as big of a deal to me, but Mm -hmm. it is, it's, it can turn into something if you're not careful and you don't have other restrictions put in place for good reason but like like Yumi said I'm I've always kind of been the same way where it's not a big enough deal to me like if somebody tells me like I don't want you to follow them like I don't really care that much to where like I need to make a big deal about it like fine I'd rather just save my breath and not make it an issue um unless I like happen to know them personally then I'd be like well they're my friend from whatever, but like, you know, but if the, if it's genuinely like somebody else's client that I don't know, like, I don't really see a big point in why it's such a big deal. Like I, I don't personally think it's a big deal if I can't follow them. And I guess to the people that maybe see the other side and, and think it is a big deal and think it's not fair. Like I should be able to follow the bride and groom. I don't necessarily disagree. I don't think that's wrong. And I'm not saying like, it you get over it but I guess my question would be why is it such a big deal to you like why do you want to follow the bride and groom so much and if it's like you said Kaylee where it was like oh I just I genuinely thought they were nice people and I just want to like have the backseat to their life and like see where their life goes yeah then like I think that's fine and I think that's like a good place for your heart to be with that but if it's like deep down you know you're following them in hopes that like they'll share your work and like promote you and stuff I think that's like a not so good reason to want to follow them because again it kind of goes back to the you're just trying to use them to get more clients and things like that yeah 100% yeah I think it kind of just comes and then when it comes to like tagging and stuff you know um same thing you know I think that's where a lot of photographers feel the same way of like 
you know, don't post the photos, don't, don't edit your own version and then post them before I edit the full gallery, because when is a bride and groom most likely to share the photos from their wedding? Like as you're sending out yeah. sneak peeks before they get their full gallery, they're probably going to be anytime you drip out a sneak peek of a photo they haven't seen, that's when they're going to be sharing it to their story. Well, if they're sharing the photos from the lead photographer and the photos from the second shooter and they look completely different in editing, it does get confusing. And I've ran into that situation yep. where people have like asked like, well, you know, who was the lead photographer? And so, and then it is, it's kind of like, well, okay, like stop. <laughs> Cause it gets confusing. And so if you want to post them afterwards, I still would say like, let's just not tag because it is, you know, it's just, that's just a standard of this industry. I'd rather them not tag them. But if the bride and groom comes and finds that photo after and shares it to their story, like I can't say no to that. Like it is what it is, but I've already delivered the yeah. full gallery. And kind of like Yumi said, like if they come and say, oh, I like their editing style, like I'd rather have that. Unfortunately, like I'm not gonna change my editing style for that. Like you, like you said, you hired me for a reason and you don't like it like it's kind of too late now like I yeah. don't know you know it just it is what it is at that point um but yeah I think those definitely are seem to be like the standard rules um that I've heard and I ask like questions on my story about like what rules people have um how do you feel about like crediting do you think they should credit you like every time as the lead photographer yeah I think so I, I mean I think not something you like would have to I mean I think you should require it just because it would be confusing and it's kind of misleading because if say you have a second shooter that literally has no idea what they're doing with weddings and then they get this really pretty picture that they took at someone's wedding that they were second shooting for and they posted it and they didn't say that they were a second at that wedding and they have no idea what they're doing so they just happen to get some pretty pictures then that's kind of misleading you know because someone might think that they're like a pro but yeah. they're not so yeah I don't know if that makes sense but no it totally does I think it I think for some I think it's just good to tell people that you were second shooting I think it's another one of those things where like I don't really have a big enough problem with it I don't know why I would have a problem with saying like second shot for Sarah um yeah like that's an honor to say <laughs> I yeah. think, I think again, I feel like it comes down to like a heart thing. And I feel like it's people don't want to credit other photographers because what if, what if people go on and click them and then like their work and now you're deterring people. But if that's like, if you're genuinely that concerned about people like going to other photographers for that kind of stuff. I just think your heart is in the wrong place. Like, I think you have some soul searching to do and like maybe that's also, a little bit of tough love, but. Yeah, I also think yeah. like, it's almost like, I've definitely used Sarah as like reference. Um, like I got a second shooter opportunity with another photographer and she like, you know, she had me do the whole shebang, like email me your gear list, email me some raws on uh, all of this. So I did it, I emailed her every single piece of equipment I had, I sent over some raws and I was like, by the way, if you need a reference, like reach out to Sarah, um, because she yes. like second shot for her. And so I'll like, almost like kind of like a resume be like, Hey, 
if you want to, because again, you can hype yourself up. You can say, yes, I've second shot this many weddings, but like low key, like if I were a lead shooter hiring on a second shooter that I've never worked with before, I've never met ever, I would like to talk to their previous employer, <laughs> talk to somebody they've let or that they've second shot for in the past and like ask them like, not be like, can you trust them? Like, did you, like, what are all of the bad things about them? But just be like, hey, like, I'm reaching out to so-and-so to second shoot for me. I just wanted to know what your experience was like um, having them. Yeah. On your um, so I think that's another like perk again, like of saying like, I second shot for Sarah Elrod. Um, <laughs> <laughs> almost, soon to be. <laughs> Sarah almost Elrod. Soon to be. Um, yeah. Um, and kind of like, like an honor, like, you know, like a, a, a photographer, even like, even other photographers that I've second shot for, like somebody who almost like I'm second shooting for as an opportunity to like learn and grow, like saying that I was able to shoot for her. I was able, like, she asked me back to second shoot for her another time. Like, yeah, I kind of take pride in that. (laughs) And that's so true. I mean, that's such a good way to put it too, is like, you know, I think everybody, you, you got to put in your time. Like, it's just like anything, you know, you kind of go through that, like, maybe not so good experiences a few times a second shooter where you're either working with photographers you don't vibe with, or, you know, they maybe put harsher rules on you than you'd like. And, you know, I guess in that point, it's like everybody runs their business differently. Like if you genuinely don't like the restrictions somebody puts on you, then just don't second shoot for them again. Um, or if you feel like you didn't work well together, but yeah, I mean, I love that idea of like, that you said it's all it I mean almost is like a resume and I mean second shooting is like kind of nice like I don't need to second shoot but sometimes I just like it because it's like okay a little extra cash in my pocket for a weekend and I don't have to be under the stress of like a normal like wedding day like okay yeah (laughs) I know a lot of people like one of my second shooters and I like we we kind of just go back and forth second shooting for each other. And she's kind of like my main one. Mm-hmm. Um, but she tells me all the time, I like second shooting for you because I don't have to worry about like missing a shot. Like she doesn't have to worry about like, again, they're not under the same amount of pressure. And then don't get me wrong. Like family's important and everything, but like family photos on a wedding day is sometimes not the best thing in the world. Um, and so I know a lot of second shooters, like they like to second shoot because they don't have to do the formal family photos. Um, and I've been in that same situation of like being the second shooter, like I don't have to take these pictures. Um, so that's kind of another perk of second shooting. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the most stressful part like of the day. I know. The family <laughs> They're just like hold the family list and call people's names makes it yep. so much easier. Like the yep. most chaotic 20 minutes ever. And I couldn't <laughs> do that part. Like I could not do family photos without my second shooter there because yeah. they are the ones kind of, if, if I don't have that family member, that's like super loud and like telling everybody what to do and where to be and where to go and who to talk to, like my second shooter is the one in charge of that. And I cannot take a million photographs of you and your family if I'm also trying to catch every person who is not there. Yeah. And I think to go along with, so when you're talking about like the heart of a second shooter, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of just 
a series of living and learning. And eventually you're going to have second shooters that you'll never hire again. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have those second shooters that you actually love and you just trust. And I feel like you can kind of tell, I mean, it's hard to tell, but some people you can tell like if they have a good heart on social media. I mean, some people are misleading, but most of the time you can kind of get a good vibe. Um, obviously I'm not going to like hire someone who I know I'm not going to vibe with. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of just living and learning and figuring out who's going to be there for the right reason and who's not. So, yeah, I definitely, like I said before, I think a lot of it goes back to like building that relationship with your second shooter. Um, and, yeah. Cause I, like it, it almost baffles me when I find out that other photographers kind of just like hire random second shooters and like kind of almost almost put like a model call out there on Instagram but like a second shooter call um and I like that just baffles me um because I did that after I know and it's it's like I'm almost like how do you like know this person like what um whereas like almost all of my second shooters and I like we've always just like we've hung out before we've just done content photos of each other back and forth like one of my second shooters, like the one who second shoots for me all of the time, um, and I second shoot for her, we just do content days together. And then, I mean, I've done that with multiple of my second shooters, and they're all awesome. And we just, it's a friendship that's built. And so part of me is almost like, like, I know, like, things can happen, but I'm almost like, I just know this person won't screw me over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, knock on wood, because for something could happen, and eventually, like, maybe they could be like, <laughs> I'm taking all your clients. Bye. (laughs) But um, no, I definitely, I mean, there's like, there's truth in that. And I mean, I'm probably about to put out a second shooter call for an October date. Cause I literally everybody, all my go-to people can't do it. (laughs) No, but I mean, it's like, you kind of get that like one or two or a group of people or whatever that like you're used to working with. And then, you know, there's no point, like you don't need to stray away from that if that works for you, but, um, unless until you actually have to, but, um, I think it depends too. Cause like, definitely when I was hiring second shooters, I mean, and you're first getting started, I mean, you're kind of balling on a budget and you're trying to work with people that aren't going to charge you $500 to second shoot or whatever. And so, you know, maybe you're working with more beginner people and that tends to be, I feel like that's where I had the most problems was working with somebody who wasn't super experienced. And again, kind of going back to, they need the content and all this stuff, but it's like, now, if I put out like a model call for a second shooter, um, you know, I'm going to be looking for somebody that I can obviously tell is experienced. And I mean, maybe I've built some sort of relationship with them, even if I haven't met them in person, like we've talked on social media before or, you know, for you. Yeah. For your October date. I'll, she wants to second shoot for you really bad. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll pass her in. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's that level of relationship that that needs to be built, even if it's not directly in person. Yeah, which is why, you know, people too, they'll ask, you know, for the gear list or ask to send full galleries or they require you to have shot, you know, X amount of solo weddings, you know, for yourself or, you know, whatever it might look like. Um, I feel like typically just looking down people's 
Instagrams or like through their portfolios and stuff, like I can give a pretty good judgment of like, okay, this person can take a good photo. You know, I can't necessarily gauge their personality off that, but at least I know like they won't yeah. give me garbage. <laughs> um, so there's yeah. that side of things. So, but yeah, like Kaylee said, it's kind of a trial and error thing. I feel like for a while until you you can find those people that you can really count on. So like right now I'm just starting to get seconds. Like I don't really have like a huge list of people that I can have second shoot for me. So I've been just like doing model calls basically to get people. And now I have like four or five people that I know that want a second shoot for me. And so now I have more of an option. So I don't think I would need to do model calls anymore, but it's kind of just easier to just do a model call than like text a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, like, because again, this might come back to bite me in the ass later. I don't like with the girls that I'm really close with, we don't contract each other on to second shoot. Um, so again, yeah. like, hopefully, that I hopefully I don't piss these people off and they want to just come attack me later in life. Um, but for, for that, Kaylee, I would highly recommend, like, if you don't know this person, like, yeah. contract them on. <laughs> yeah um because you never know yeah for sure yeah that's definitely like I said earlier that was like my issue is I had all these issues with somebody who I didn't give a contract and it 100% bit me in the butt but you live and you learn it's an experience I feel like you know okay so I just want to like spitfire some of these results that I got on my Instagram story questions and if you guys have any thoughts on these you can like throw them out there but this was like some market research I did on this subject (laughs) clearly there is no actual science to back this up purely my own observations but so I asked do you think it's fair and I asked for it to be photographers only but of course everybody has an opinion so not everybody was a photographer but I said do you think it's fair to ask second shooters to not follow your brides and grooms and 53% said yes 47% said no and I would say probably half of the people that said no are not photographers um (laughs) I know (laughs) and um I'm like going down the yeses now. I would say probably 20% of the yeses are not photographers. There's definitely a lot more photographers that said yes. Um, So anyway. I would also like to request that Kaylee shares some of the responses that she got. (laughs) Yeah, you had some spicy. She got some some real. People were mad. I think I, didn't I send it to you guys? I think you did. I think I because I think Yumi sent it. So I had like 20 responses. Most people were asking what second shooters even were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people were just super confused. Um, I found it. Just a bunch of people asking why this is the dumbest S-H-I-T I've ever heard. That's some BS. <laughs> W-T-F, that's but like what? Okay, so what was the question to get that reaction? So I did like an unpopular opinion thing on my Instagram, like tell me your unpopular opinion. And then someone said, not allowing your second shooter to follow the bride and groom is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid rule. And then I had just had a bunch of people respond to that response. Got it. Mostly 
just confused like why is it a rule that's stupid why can't they follow them and this I is think dumb i've been a sex shooter a few times i always follow them <laughs> yeah um, and most people uh there's like 80 percent of them weren't photographers so i think they're just confused yeah that's that tends to be the thing and and kind of like i said that seems to be what i have noticed as well it's like either Anybody who's not a photographer doesn't get it and they think that that's dumb, but like also yeah. beginning <laughs> photographers or people that haven't done weddings for very long also think it's dumb. And there's that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's not a wrong opinion. There's no wrong opinion, yeah. but I think there's a reason why a majority of experienced, more experienced photographers who have been doing this for a while, why they think they have that rule why they've made that a thing yeah you know if you've never been in that situation like of course that sounds like weird and like why would yeah uh, exactly yeah so I think that's just kind of interesting um I think you do a podcast on well this we kind of went over a lot of stuff about second shooters but common sense rules about what to do and what not to do as a second shooter and like what even we I mean we already went over most of this but just lots of about second shooters no, seriously, probably a part two would definitely be a thing more because this was obviously more like conversational, but definitely something yeah. that's more like yeah. listing some things out. Could I could see that being beneficial. Do you guys have any other thoughts you have on second shooting, things you feel like people should know? Do you have any advice yeah. for anybody that uh, is going to be a second shooter for the first time? Yes. Um, the biggest thing is just communication. Um, if you're not sure, if you're unclear what the rules are, ask your lead photographer because, I mean, that's just the best way to avoid a weird situation. Um, it, and then, like, yeah. you don't want to burn that bridge either, again, because, like, they'll never ask you to shoot for them again. And that, like, do you really want that? Like, you want to lose that connection? Like, yeah. no. Um, and I just had an experience with another photographer. She was she's like the absolute sweetest person I've ever run into. And we just communicated. She was, she's the lead photographer. Um, and we communicated about everything. And there was just so much transparency and honest conversation about what certain expectations were. And both of us were just like blown away at how, how much respect we had for one another. And just like, we left it with like a good feeling, just knowing like, this is going to be a great connection. We're going to be able to work together in the future, like for so many other things, because we just know that there is going to be that, that connection and that communication between the two of us to not screw each other over. And to really just, if we're confused about something, talk about it, set the expectation. And if you're unsure, just ask. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think just communicate communication is a huge thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, expectations on both sides, like, you know, as a second shooter, you're, you know, you're a business too. So you're allowed to have expectations and some second shooters have their own prices that what they charge to second shoot for a photographer. And, you know, you can run things however you want to run things, but the lead photographer gets to run things however they want to run things. So, you know, as long as I think both sides are clear on like what they want to be able to do or not do or what they're wanting out of each other, then, you know, I think it's fine. But if 
everybody just has like yeah. an agenda, then that's not. That's I definitely think as a second shooter, if you can go into it with the mindset of like, how can I help you? What do you need from me? Like, what can I do for you right now? Like, that's just the best way to go into it. And it's gonna, it might like the day of the wedding or whatever, like maybe, you know, maybe the first couple of times, like you're not going to see a lot of return out of that. Like maybe it's, you're just going to serve that photographer as the second, just to get that experience and like, be just like the most helpful person you can. But then at the end of the day, like that could benefit you so much. Like Yumi is so helpful. I would recommend her to anybody. So shout out any photographers that need a second shooter. <laughs> Yumi's great. I'm sure Kaylee is too. I just haven't worked with her on, on second shooting, but um, you know, it's, but it's true. Like it's going to benefit you so far. And like that photographer, like the more you work with them, like the more you'll probably like more benefits you'll get from them. If you're like consistent and you are just being a genuine person and wanting to help them that for sure. I am more likely to recommend you and more likely to hire you back on if you are helpful. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story to be a good second, just don't be annoying and yeah. take good photos <laughs> and help as much as you can. <laughs> don't be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> don't be annoying. Don't be annoying. <laughs> Don't be annoying. Love that. Like, All right. Cool. Well, if you guys there's... have any final thoughts, you can throw them out there. Otherwise, uh, I think this was a good conversation. I feel like I think so. I'm really glad we did this. Same. It's good to see your guys. Yeah, I got a lot of I know. I'm still so new to it, but like it's good to see different perspectives. Like I'm newer. Like obviously you guys have been doing this for longer. So it's good to see like both sides of it. You don't seem like you're newer my goodness you're shooting like every day oh every single day and like you're like I don't know what you're doing but it's working and I know like followers don't really matter but like this girl like skyrocketed she just like all of a sudden I remember like mentoring you and like looking at your page and all this stuff and I was like oh yeah like we're you know like she's awesome and this is like really great and then I remember like looking at it like a week or two later and you had like double surpassed me in like followers and I, I know that like doesn't like followers don't really mean anything but like you're growing so yeah. fast no I totally agree I feel like I see you just like jumping up like crazy and it's so awesome like you've just totally found your people like I think that's like what I what it seems like like you have that group of people like yeah. that whole area of your where you live I think just is like they know you you're in it <laughs> yeah sure. like that helps too because like I'm from paradise but I live in Gridley now and I basically have like two hometowns so mm-hmm. I have so many people and then just the word of mouth around here is just yeah bomb.com so yeah it's been working really well I love that love that for you and Yumi she's gonna crush it down in yeah. now. I'm going to miss your face, but I know I miss you. I miss you so much. (laughs) You're going to do so good and so that's exciting. And you're going to have, you'll have like two client bases too. Like once you like really get in the groove. Yeah. Every photography is everyone thinks it's just sunshines and rainbows and it's not, it's so like literally, I don't think people and that we sit at our desks for like 10 hours to 12 hours a day sometimes. I'm just buying this $300 chair because I was like, I need it for editing. It's like the cutest chair ever. It's from Ikea. It's out of stock, but I'm like waiting for it to come back in stock. And I looked at the price and I was like, yikes. I was like, I'm not getting that chair. And then my stepmom was like, 
you're probably going to want it if it's super comfortable for editing. And I was like, you're right. Business expense. Yes. (laughs) Oh, also Sarah, um, when I put your phone in my, or your name in my phone the other day, I put Sarah Elrod. I'm like, she's about to be an Elrod anyway. So (laughs) I was putting Elrod. Can you believe it? Oh my God. Like coming up so fast. All right. Well, I love you guys. Thanks friends. You guys will have so much fun wherever you're going this month I'm just gonna be moving so thanks I love <laughs> have fun moving girlfriend is you're, you're starting a new journey you're gonna blossom like a little butterfly wow <laughs> I'm ready if I don't I blame you I'm gonna say Sarah said I was gonna blossom where, yeah. where, why am where, I not where, blossoming Sarah I'm not blossoming yeah <laughs> all right you guys all right Okay, back to my editing dungeon I go. Yep. Yep. Have fun. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.